This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 24th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom Ag Projects get scrutiny. GSAs get $25 million to stop pumping. And USDA delivers mixed news on farm economy. Lawmakers eye money for school foods, healthy soils, and following. The Legislative Analyst Office is warning the state budget deficit may be $7 billion worse than Governor Newsom's projections. The economic advisors have been offering lawmakers ideas for further cuts if tax revenues fall short in May. The cuts now. In January, Newsom proposed $5.8 billion in cuts to climate, resources, and environmental programs. LAO agreed with one of the largest reductions in the sustainable agriculture package, the elimination of $25 million in climate catalyst program. The administration has long pursued a low-interest loan program for new low-emission technologies in agriculture, but that would have to wait a couple more years. Newsom would trim the same amount from the sustainable ag lands conservation. School Foods. Newsom left untouched schools' grants for purchasing locally grown foods, a program prized by first partner Jennifer Seibel Newsom, CDFA Secretary Karen Ross, and megadonor Kat Taylor. The state has invested $90 million on the program, but the LAO claims lawmakers can still claw back $60 million that has yet to be spent healthy soils. The foursome has also supported an exponential increase in funding for the Healthy Soils Program by tapping into budget surpluses. Newsom is proposing a $15 million cut to the program. LAO said he could go further, pointing out CDFA has not yet awarded any of its $85 million in funding for the current cycle. According to the analysis, the program provides only modest greenhouse gas benefits at a relatively high cost per ton when compared to other programs. Following, well, in 2021, Newsom put $90 million into a new program for repurposing fallowed farmland and plans to add another $20 million this year. But the LAO reasons that money would not help with immediate and urgent drought impacts. The office also questioned how effective the program is at addressing long-term land transition goals. GSAs get $25 million for protecting drinking water. The Department of Water Resources on Thursday awarded $25 million to three groundwater sustainability agencies. Remember, the new Land Flex program essentially pays farmers not to pump to preserve vulnerable drinking water wells nearby. Several ag groups have partnered on the program. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross was, quote, encouraged by the initial interest of farmers in this approach and appreciated their innovation and commitment. The money will go to the Madera County, Greater Kawea, and Eastern Tool GSAs. We'll have more. AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. 
Specialty Crop Alliance pushes Farm Bill Plan. Groups representing growers of hundreds of fruit, vegetable, and other specialty crops have agreed on an ambitious set of proposals for the next Farm Bill. The sector has long been something of an afterthought in Farm Bill debates. But the proposals from the Specialty Crop Farm Bill Alliance touch on numerous titles of the bill, including conservation, nutrition, crop insurance, and rural development. Take note, the Alliance is seeking two new programs to accelerate the automation of cultivating and harvesting specialty crops. Automation will be a major focus of the sector in the Farm Bill debate. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. USDA economists sees good year ahead for farmers. U.S. Department of Agriculture is warning there is still a high level of uncertainty for the U.S. farm economy that due to inflation of the U.S. and globally, the continuing war in Ukraine, and other challenges. Even so, the department is projecting the U.S. will be producing and exporting a lot more grain and oil seeds for the 23-24 marketing year. USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer, who delivered his annual forecast at the Outlook Forum, says U.S. farm economy should remain relatively strong in 2023. I think that 2023 is shaping up to be a good year, and that's following 2022, which was a great year. It's lower than last year, but still going to be above the long-term trend, Meyer says in an interview for AgriPulse Newsmakers. USDA eyes climate smart projects for key farm data. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is pushing ecosystem markets and climate smart commodities as potential new income streams for farmers. The question is how big those income streams could be. Meyer says in an AgriPulse Newsmakers interview that USDA expects to learn a lot from the $3 billion Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities initiative and the data gleaned from the projects being funded. This network is going to gather all the information, he said. What were the challenges? What's the actual environmental benefits? How can we quantify them? How can we assure consumers that we're getting the end product attribute that they want and how can producers gain value from it? Newsmakers will be available today at agripulse.com. Fertilizer prices down, but supply concerns linger. During USDA's forum, a panel of fertilizer market experts presented a mixed picture of the price and supply of the nitrogen, phosphates, and potash used by growers around the world. Prices, quote, have pretty consistently declined since the middle of 2022, says Laura Cross, director of the International Fertilizer Association's Market Intelligence Service. Supply is relatively strong, she added, but we're not out of the woods yet. Both she and Josh Linville, the vice president for fertilizer at StoneX, said Russia's invasion of Ukraine had pinched supplies of potash because big producer Belarus is a Russian ally and a pipeline that shipped ammonia from Russia through Ukraine to the Black Sea has been shut down for a year. Another potential issue is the lack of new capacity coming online, they said. Finally, here's today's She Said It. He told me, God kiss this ground and we can produce anything here.
Well, I believe him. But without water, that's literally a dead statement. That Mary Fast board chair of the King's Basin Water Authority who quoted her grandfather at a DWR press conference yesterday. DWR awarded $15 million for groundwater recharge projects to the authority as well as the city of Bakersfield and Pixley Irrigation District. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 24th. Brought to you by Bravo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Downey.